the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Summer's wrapping up. What was the summer song? What was the summer drink? What was the summer phrase? I don't know. I'm not into that kind of thing. Uh, Markets had an okay day yesterday. It really feels that just steam came out of the market, right? That we had a summer rally. July, thank you. You turned 2022 more interesting. More fun to cover. And then August, hey, we didn't go down. We've been fighting fighting sideways is how I would put it. But we're going to quickly turn into the back half of the year. And fall and winter, and with that, you get back to school. You get, man, the holidays started early this year. The holidays are going to be like the Bob Marley's redemption song. Can retail get it right by Christmas as far as supply chain goes? But before we get there, we get through the November elections. And probably after November, I'm going to want a cigarette. I get the feeling it's just going to be one of those crazy WWE kind of election cycles. It's interesting. When I think of election cycles, I quickly think of um, investing in local television stations because they make a lot of money. Local, local stations like a next star during the campaign season. And again, have you seen some of the numbers, like how much they're going to spend for the governor of Michigan in advertising? It's too much. It's, it's, it's just the calendar, right? Move on, young Rob. Move on. So yesterday was an okay day, but it feels like the steam has come out of the markets for sure. Um, I like the way Cisco reacted. They had a good earnings report. We talked about it yesterday on the show. Cisco is a networking equipment company, a sultan of switches, the ruler of routers. Back in the day, I could think of probably 10 companies that were network equipment companies that we got excited about as the internet took over in the 1990s in corporate America. And then the technology just got great. And is there a difference between a gigabit and two gigabits and three gigabit speeds? Feels a little less so. So Cisco kind of aged their product. For them to be making some some wind behind them, it's nice to see. I own no shares of Cisco other than in the you know, uh, various indexes that it's in. But back in the day, I, Cisco was it. It was, it was all that in a box of chocolate. You might have seen the saga of Bed Bath & Beyond. What a stock, huh? In the 1990s, Cisco was a rock and roll star, but so was Bed Bath & Beyond. 
Generation X was moving out. Generation X wanted throw pillows. We don't know why we wanted throw pillows. We just wanted throw pillows. Now it's turned into, it's a store that has way too much space. And the internet has allowed us to get throw pillows sent to our home. Bed Bath & Beyond, once known as the store where everyone discovers how expensive trash cans are. They flopped 20% down yesterday, turned into a meme stock. It turned into, hey, did the guy who bought GameStop buy this one too? Yeah. Soaring 400% from a July low. Reddit users are pumping the stock, then they're dumping the stock, and some of them are getting left holding the stock, while some of them are getting out wealthy. Individual traders bought a record $73.2 million in stock on Tuesday. Then they followed by buying another $58 million worth of stock on Wednesday. Then we learned that a college student with $25 million to invest made $110 million in profit selling his best bed, bath, and beyond stock. And then it just crazy stuff started to happen to it. You heard that the GameStop chairman, Ryan Cohen, he owned the stock, but no, no, no. He disclosed this week that he had a 10% stake. And then he also disclosed this week that he already sold that 10% stake. The headlines and the high profile nature of how dramatic the stock has moved turned it into people talking about it. I want nothing to do with that kind of stock. It's like in the movies when I want nothing to do with you. kind of crazy. A man will say to a woman and the next thing you know, they're kissing like, I want nothing to do with this kind of crazy. And I want to kiss it either. If you find that it's too, if you find that it's getting 400% in a week, it's going to end badly. Or the odds of it ending badly are way higher. In the headline news, a judge is inclined to release parts of the Mar-a-Lago affidavit. Um, big yawn for me. I wish that we were out of this election. I wish, I don't know what I wish for there, but I think you wish for it too. The Big Ten, did you see the TV deal that College Sports got? I don't know how I feel about this yet. I guess I don't like it. College sports are supposed to be pure. College sports are supposed to be about kids, but college sports are all about money. You know it and I know it. And hopefully some of the $7.5 billion goes into some sort of retirement accounts for all players who participate. If your sport is on TV, then you start getting into other sports that aren't on TV and you're like, well, maybe they deserve some money too. I don't know how to break up the money, but it shouldn't go all to executives. Games with the Big Ten, yes, even Rutgers, will be aired on Fox, CBS, and NBC. They did a joint three-way package in a format that mimics the NFL-style gauntlets on Sundays. Mega conferences like the Big Ten and the SEC will bulk up with teams and Richard partnerships. The line between college and professional sports is really, really starting to blur quickly. You think, this, and this is always funny to me, people get mad that they're tweeting, and if someone doesn't like their tweet, they're like, you're, you're not let me talk, you're not let me talk, it's freedom of speech. You're, you're on, you're, you're talking. 
go to Saudi Arabia and you get 34 years of uh, jail for tweeting. Wow. One woman claimed that she was followed and retweeted dissident accounts on Twitter and spread false rumors. The sentence comes amid a broad crackdown on the dissent in the kingdom. And you wonder why some people don't like this LIV golf tournament. Given a woman 34 years for retweets in jail. Yeah. It's a little bit stiff. Is it not? Um, the streaming wars. Let's talk real quick about the streaming wars in kind of a big picture kind of way. No single service has emerged as the victor. Disney has passed Netflix, and Disney has the resources and the cash flow to continue to, to strive for more eyeballs. My problem with Disney is it's Disney, and I want some R-rated material that I feel comfortable with. It's not just slid into Disney. Listen to this. Streaming accounts for 34.8% of U.S. television's viewing time over the, over the last month. Whereas cable is 34.4%. Okay, so streaming is 34.8. Cable is 34.4. So cable TV is no longer the, the biggest player out there. Streaming is. As far as content, as far as what the war goes, yes, right? Maybe. Um, and that's a, bit, a little bit of a teeter-totter. I remember in the 1980s, my family was a military family, so we lived on military bases, sometimes around the world. And one thing the military families had was a closed-in system, like you've heard about maybe like Fort Lee or Fort Benning or um, the various Air Force bases. They're typically fenced-in communities. And they're really easy for telephone companies to wire, and they're really easy for cable companies to wire. So cable made its way into military bases a little bit before into the general population. And cable was once touted as crystal clear reception. You no longer had to have an antenna on your roof. And before cable became an, a player, there was like super antennas where it would pick up like more television signals and it was insane and you'd watch these commercials for get the super antenna da, 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 da. I hope one person remembers this because I don't think I'm making it up but cables like cable killed this at the antenna and streaming is slowly but surely killing stream uh cable I do love my cable modem though I think I have a sense of humor and I would get you would could I, I, I always want to do a bumper sticker. You could pry from my cold dead fingers, my cable modem. And I, I just fear I'm going to piss off gun owners. And those are the people I don't want to piss off. Snap is stopping development of its pixie flying camera drone. Good. U.S. home sales fell yesterday in July for the sixth month in a row as higher interest rates and home prices have pushed buyers out of the market. Good. Now come price drops. The FDA has approved the most expensive drug ever, $2.8 million gene therapy from Bluebird Bio that treats a rare blood disorder. $2.8 million. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the segments that I did this week 
hit me. So I wanted to do it almost a second time. It's when I talked earlier this week about you're going to retire later in life than your parents. And I'm a father. I had a father. I know you're saying, we know how this all works, Rob. My dad died really early, 58. Massive heart attack at 52, 53. They found cancer and he was dead five years later. And they basically told him, you will be dead. Um, they gave him, they, they got the first round of cancer. They didn't get the second. So that's an, always in my head, 58, 58, 58, 58. Um, my mom, mid-80s. What's interesting to note, kind of, is something along the lines of that now plays into my longevity. How long do my parents live? Insurance companies want to know. Insurance companies want to know, did it was any disease in your family or did anyone die early? And my instant thought on that is don't tell them. Kind of thing. Let them find out for themselves, but don't like yeah, I'm not I'm not advocating lying, but when those go on your record, they're on your record. One that's a, like a big no no in my industry, not my industry, just if you've ever been on antidepressants and you admit to it on an insurance uh, form, they ask, do you know why they ask? Because you're more likely to kill yourself. And if they're going to write life insurance for you, they want to know that kind of thing. I don't know if I've made this story announced in the past, but uh, one of the financial planners I used to work with, female, she was in a collegiate 20 year old relationship when she was in her 20s with a boyfriend who got life insurance because she was a financial planner and she told him the importance of it and he put it in her name and a couple years later they break up and five ten years later she finds out he died and she got the settlement the life insurance even though his wife and kids lived with him and loved him she had moved on she was in another relationship but he left that life insurance in her name eh, probably on accident right That really shows you the value of updating your, your documents. I didn't have a lot of respect for her because she knew that that life insurance was meant for a young spouse and children and not for a windfall or a single lady. They had moved on. She kept the money. I don't know how I feel about that because in her head, she was probably saying, well, he loved me. I gave him five good years of my life, or I, I don't know. Right? How long do we live is, is kind of a weird concept, but when we start projecting it on our parents, and then what we're doing is, I, I introduced the idea of, I don't want to work till the day I die. I knew that when I was 18 years old. A recent Gallup survey found that the current workforce expects to retire years later than today's retirees. On average, workers today plan to retire at age 60. Six, but people who are already retired say they worked only until age 61. So your mom and dad say they retired at 61. But today's workforce thinks they're going to have to go up to 66. That's a pretty big jump in one generation. Well, there's long been a gap between expected and actual retirement. Ages, both numbers have edged up over the years. 
average expected retirement age amongst workers currently? People have already retired versus people who have already retired. The expected retirement age is 66, right? Now it's starting to creep up to the actual 62. Now, COVID threw some curveballs in this, but some people are coming out of retirement. I have a coaching, I have an employment coach that I used to work with on the air. He, I didn't, I didn't really like his content. He just wanted to be on my air. And sometimes I would let him be on the air because he'd talk about careers and what you should be doing. He's actually asking me to come on the air to pro, promote content for the seniors who retired during COVID who are now coming out of retirement to go back to work. And I'm just like, I'm just not that interested. Age for full, uh, age for full social security plays into this. I want to work until I can get social security. That seems like the handoff, the baton. If you're before, uh, born before 1943, your social security eligibility 65 for getting benefits. Retiring later is sometimes just tied towards when to hit the baton. 1960 and after, 67 is the age. 1943 to 1959, 66. Now, some people were retiring knowing that it doesn't go as far as it used to. When Social Security was implemented, it was a help the widows and orphans help the people who don't have ability to have income. It was a little bit for the guy who worked till 60 and then kicked over dead at 65. But now we're hearing people live to 80, 85, 90, 95, 100. I've never seen a person who was 100 years old that I'm like, I hope I'm like that when I'm 100. So the shortfall in Social Security has been in our head since we were little children. It's eventually going to run out of money. Social Security retirement payouts due to lack of funding. Social Security Administration says that by 2035, which is what, two, three years? How far away is that, Ted? Uh, we don't really, it's a murky concept. But then we think, let's put our retirement age on that and go, oh, they kind of coincide. By 2035, government will only be able to pay 77% of the benefits. Does that mean you and I get a lower payment? Mathematically, it should be reduced from 1671 on average in Social Security a month down to 1287. That would freak out a lot of people. The age where we're supposed to die is about 77 years old. Can you get from 60 to 77 with what you've saved in your nest egg? I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.